the final furlong podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner all about sunday the latest trainer to join our ranks is donald mccain to celebrate we'll be having a sunday and final furlong podcast owners morning on saturday april 16th at bankhouse stables to see raffles capital and the 150,000 euro purchase invincible power the most expensive horse sunday have ever bought to join us download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com the ultimate racehorse ownership experience and by our official betting partner kaluki sportsbook get your sign up bonus for new accounts with a match bet of up to 25 pounds kaluki offer betting on all sports immediate interaction with experienced traders with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on uk and irish horse racing kalugi also have betting pitches at tracks across the uk including additional ones at cheltenham join us now at kalugisportsbook.co.uk and you are very welcome to the morning line your daily updates for cheltenham 2022 with final answers some inside knowledge from the track and the genius that is betting expert, horse racing expert, and the head of All About Sunday, Mr. Darren McGrath. Darren, welcome back to the show. Morning, Emmett. Good to have you on. And live from the track, you might be able to hear some horses just galloping in the background as part of the 60-strong Gordon Elliott team. Uh, Cheltenham Festival-winning jockey Dennis O'Regan, live from Cheltenham. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Emma. How are you? I'm good, thank God. Uh, how does it feel to be at Cheltenham day one with a crowd about to return? Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm uh, very excited about it now. Um, it's uh, There's a big crowd here already uh, congregating here at the front of the track. And um, it's a nice clear day. There's a bit of a breeze, but uh, a lovely a lovely kind of a, a dry day. It's going to be a nice dry day. I, don't, I couldn't see any rain anywhere today. And when you were galloping horses out, so I've, I've seen this in the past, but what exactly is involved in that when you're taking horses out in the morning? Uh, uh, basically, all the horses get tacked up. Um, all the runners are running today uh, get rode out at this hour of the morning and they come back and they have a jog up for the... Basically, we, we, we walk them down the chute, uh, the famous chute, and we go down onto the centre of the track uh, in on the cross-country and the runners today will just do one little canter, and uh, and then they will head back. And the other half uh, will they will do an extra bit. Um, they might do two laps, and uh, obviously the runners for for Wednesday uh, they done an extra bit today. I don't think the runners for Thursday and Friday are here just yet. And um, yeah, basically uh, all the jockeys are here. Everyone is fitting well and fresh and. Gets everyone, uh, gets everyone in the mood, and and uh, and basically we come back, unsaddle them, and then we give them a trot up for the vet. All the horses that are run today are BHA checked by you know by a BHA vet, and uh, to make sure they're sound and everything is right. And uh, yeah, basically that's it. And just as um, just as we came to you, you were handing over Queen's Brook, who's become favoured for the the mayor's novice hurdle, uh, mayor's novice yeah. hurdle, the mayor's hurdle. What the hell am I talking about? The Cuvega race, basically. Uh, yeah. How is she yeah. this morning? And and was there any horse that stood out to you? Um, I I only rode the horse I rode this morning. Um, Ibril Desai. I rode oh! him today. I rode him this morning, but uh, I I didn't. Um, <laughs> Queen's Brook. I think she. Yeah, I think she's in fantastic order. Yeah, uh, I think every horse. 
if Gordon Elliott has 55 runners to 60 runners this week, I would say 53 to 58 of them have a, ch- have a chance this week, to be honest. Um, he's, he's a I wouldn't man say, Yeah, I wouldn't say there's too many here without a chance this week, to be honest. Uh, and you heard Darren and I both react there. You were on board Ebisari, who's already been well plundered on for the Boodles. Uh, how did he shout this morning? No, Ibril. Ibril, the horse okay. ri- uh, I'm riding today in the Boodles I rode this morning. Um, Ebisari, I just seen Ebisari and Brixta, Brixka there. Uh, they, were, they looked in fantastic order. And... Uh, Queensbrook looks fantastic. Uh, I tell you, Run Wild Fred was the one that stood out for me today, this morning on the track. Um, I was I was very impressed with him. Uh, uh, Run Wild Fred and Britska, they were the two that kind of stood out for me today. They look to be very fit and well and fresh and looking forward to the day ahead. Excellent. Okay, and of course we both talked about Run Wild Fred and Jamie Codd, and Jamie Codd is now on board, so that's a good thing. Clear- yeah, I was actually chatting with Jamie there on the way up, and... Uh, we were saying that we were both, how, uh, you know, how lucky we are to be here, to be involved in such a huge operation in Gordon Elliott's operation. And just to be here, it's fantastic. Oh, absolutely. There's something special about Cheltenham, but clearly Michael O'Leary uh, heard that. and uh, Or Eddie probably heard it, told Michael and went, get Jamie on board, run well, Fred. Let's end this nonsense. Um, so he's yeah. going to have a, a monstrous chance today. Um, having been out on the track, what is the going like, Dennis? Uh, it's good. It's it looks lovely. I think it'll ride slow today, Emmett. I think it'll ride a touch mm. slow. Mm. Um, it'll be beautiful ground. It'll be fair for it'll be fair for everyone. Um, there won't be any uh, there won't be any complaints with ground. Uh, the track looks amazing, in amazing condition, uh, as it always is here, really. And uh, I have to say, uh, you know, it's it's going to be. It's going to be fast and furious, I'll put it that way. Uh, I, I couldn't see it being uh, uh, the pace uh, being affected by any slow ground, you know, or soft going. It won't be that anyway. Not, to, not today anyway. So, Ibrek Desail, for you, when you were doing the, the Irish preview for us, when we were doing the just specialising on Irish horses, we did one with Sean Quinlan for the UK. Uh, you were saying yeah. Gordon could easily have the one, two, three in the Boodles and just the way you look at the market and hearing how you're talking about your your man today, that could very easily be something that, that happens. Um, who is your, your yeah. one takeaway horse of the day? Well, I was delighted with um, Run Wild Fred there and Queensbrook looks amazing there this morning now. Um, you know, it's just, you know, I, I just, I, it's going to sound very uh, one-sided, but I, I have to fancy nearly all of Garden's horses because, the likes of Mighty Potter there, and even in the Supreme, he just looks fantastic there t- today. He 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 could run he could run a big race and that without winning. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say Queensbrook and Run Wild Fred were the two were the two for me this morning. Anyway, okay, yeah, they'd be the two that are that are going to do do good things today. Anyway, for sure. <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dennis, a pleasure as always, and we will chat to you no again problem. tomorrow morning, please, God. Uh, best of luck today in the Boodles, but not too much luck. Best of luck. Because uh, yeah, we're, thanks, uh, we're going for Ebisari. Thanks very much. But best of luck no, to you. No, I, 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 I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't put you off him. I wouldn't put you off him. I wish you the best of luck. Thanks, guys. Best of luck to you. you. Be Thank safe. Thank you. Chat to you tomorrow. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Talk tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. Darren, great to talk to a Cheltenham Festival winning jockey who's there at Cheltenham. And uh, Gordon had said to him, "Look, I need you here. I need you here for the for the week, um, such as the the large contingent of horses." But the fact that he's that Dennis is already saying that people are congregating outside, 
um, it just goes to show you the hunger there is to be back on track. Oh, it is. It's. I suppose it's the biggest event since the the world kind of started to come back to normality, or we we achieved normality again. You know, there was a great buzz. Or I got a great buzz yesterday when you know, or sorry, on Sunday when declarations came out, and then you know, as as you're looking through everything over the last twenty four hours, you know, the endorphins are flying, the excitement is building. You know, but today is is serious business now. You know, um, we've got a lot to do between between now and Friday. There's there's a lot of work been put in, and we got to be careful as well with with all of the excitement. You know, it's it's great to to hear Dennis tell us there that that you know he thinks for for day one it'll it'll ride on the slower side, which we'll expect. But you know, he he was just making the point as well that you know there's going to be a lot of pace in all of the races. You know, there's going to be no hiding place for anybody, um, and I think that's what makes Cheltenham Racing so special. You're going to have you know the speed of it um, in terms of pace, jumping, slick, fast jumping. It's just it's just very very exciting, and we got to kind of decide ourselves now, Emmett, which races we're going to get involved in, and which races we're going to enjoy. And you know it's it's a marathon now, not not a sprint. And we got to get to to Friday in a very profitable situation. So yeah, I think that that that's kind of where we are. Um, we got to kind of keep an eye on everything now. Between you know we're early morning here on the morning line all the way through to to first race, um, and watch out for any particular signs, but not not kind of follow in big big moves um, too quickly, but just get a good analysis on stuff as well. Exactly, and they are very, very wise words. Um, it's a couple of headlines doing the rounds. In the racing bus, the Supreme is going to be a swing state. It's Nicky's two against Willie's three, and there has been talk about Kilcrop. We'll go into more detail on that in a second. Um, Greg Wood in the Guardian. Irish trainers on course for another green wash at the Cheltenham Festival. I should state that while Darren and I are Irish, uh, there's a horse just gone in, two horses just gone into training with Donald McCain, and... Um, we both have backed uh, British trained horses today. So there is this notion that, oh, Ireland are just going to cheer on every single Irish horse. If Jericho Rock gets chinned by an Irish horse, I'm going to be seriously annoyed. <laughs> so it doesn't quite work that way. Um, in the yeah, Look, I think, sorry, sorry for cutting across. I think there's so much going on in this festival, you know. And what I mean by that is, you know, this time last year look at where gordon was and you know i i'm i'm with dennis and i've been on the show now for the last six months and everybody knows what i think of gordon in terms of his his ability as a trainer it's nothing short of short of incredible that's a little story in itself isn't it there's a man on a mission he's he's coming back he's bringing his largest team ever and you know he's he's looking for redemption day um and i think then on top of that we've got the 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 Irish-British thing, you know, we've got races that, that will be, you know, more likely to, to suit the English runners. We've got races that will be more likely to be taken by the Irish runners. So there, there's a secondary story. Then you've got, you know, you've got your your big bets that will be coming into it as well. And I think that's what's making this this festival, um, you know, quite special because there's four or five different components that are like percolating away there. And, you know, there's a lot of people now that have loaded the muskets and, <laughs> and they're ready to go to war. 
<laughs> we were both doing that yesterday as well. Uh, it should be pointed yeah. out. Uh, the Times uh, have a lovely article, Struggling Sport in Debt to Two Female Icons in Blackmore and Frost. The actions and words of both jockeys have proved inspirational, writes Rick Broadbent in The Times. And uh, Melissa Jones of the Final Forum Podcast and The Mirror has a beautiful piece with big bucks at home with the Cheltenham Festival legend and winner of over $1.3 million in prize money. He was the Apple of Andy Stewart's eye, and uh, there's a man yeah, who's yeah. sadly, sadly missed from Cheltenham. Um, so as you hear the the going update, there was no rain overnight. Uh, good soft ground is the, the current case. How does that shape your mind for the Supreme? I think really it's it's kind of turned out the way that, that we expected, okay? I think the first comment that I would make is that, you know, I, I've, I've been kind of warning punters over the anti-post market you know, for the last number of months. And you end up in a situation where firms were quoting probably 40 runners and we end up with nine, you know. Um, so I think that's something just for us to keep in mind as we go into future years. I don't think the ground is going to negatively impact any of of the, the main runners at, at all. I think, as I say, we've we've a nine-runner field. There's three that we can discard or that I would be discarding anyway yeah. um, in terms of getting people to, to make a decision. We're going to take out, um, sh- shall we have one more silent revolution, JP or one? You know, just looking at the form, they can't win. But at the same time, you know, everybody has a, has a chance on on the big day. So as you bring it down then to the six that are that are remaining, you've you've got you've got your main protagonists nearly in the story. Um, checking through the markets here, you know, having a look at at Betfair, you know, Dysart is is taking probably forty odd percent of the trade at the minute, yeah. with Constitution Hill taking thirty percent of the trade. So you've got kind of the front two in the market there are are nearly telling you what the public are thinking. You know, the firms are at their usual stuff with, you know, two to one, nine to four, flip-flopping favorites. You know, please remember, guys, that the trading room has to try and generate business now today as well. They want you to be betting with their firm, so that so they're going to, going to make a lot of changes to make it look, you know, more appetizing. But I think they're, they're the front two in the market. It's Emmett, it's a race for me that I think I've been gasping to see since about the last, the beginning of December, you know, it's, it's the one you can see on volumes already. It's, it's, it's out trading anything else on the day because punters are, are just, just looking to look, look looking to let go and to, to get involved. And it's very, very exciting. Um, in saying that I haven't had a bet to date. I'm not too sure whether I will get involved. If I do, I'll probably, you know, have, have an interest in the Mullins, a longer priced horse, bring on the night. Ooh. I quite liked the way that he he shaped up in Nace. And I think I love when watching horses that Willie sends to Nace in terms of their prep race for Cheltenham. I think that the, he, he always has the, you know, the same sort of approach in his head and people are creatures of habit. Bring on the night didn't jump particularly well. Um, in Nace, actually, that's an understatement. He clattered about four of them, um, and you know, still went on to to win very, very nicely. And I think that I'll probably go looking for value in this race against the field because you know, even the the, the other five, they can't all 
all run on par with each other. But, you know, it's it's an absolute cracker. Mighty Potter, you know, um, is is the Gordon Elliott runner. Uh, really caught my eye in Fairy House when it was ridden that day by Brian Cooper. Just uh, was unlucky with a lot of traffic. Constitution Hill, Dysart, John Bond. You don't need us two to tell people what they think of that. The punters are telling us on, on the exchanges what they think of those in terms of the volumes. Like, it's an absolute cracker. Um, I'm going to really enjoy it. It'll, it's 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 one that, as I say, I've been gasping for for months, and I, I'll probably get involved on Bring on the Night, to be honest. Um, but that is just where I'm trying to sneak a little bit of value. Yeah, I think Ebba Zion just had the, the two runs over hurdles when he went on to win the Supreme Novices for uh, Willie. And, yeah, it's and a Willie, huge ask. Like, don't, Willie, don't, don't get me wrong. Sorry, no, go but, ahead. But Willie's come a long way since then. And, um, yeah. you know, he's not going to run the horse unless he thinks the horse has, has a chance. So it's it's, yes. it's intriguing. He's a very intriguing runner. I'll, 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 that, that's the way I'd put it. Um, the way I've, I've looked at the race is I'll have an involvement. It's, it's going to be from a lucky 63 point of view, because like you, I've been looking forward to this race since December and we, the debate was on about where Sir Gerard was going to go. We have our field now. And um, the more I watch Dyser Dynamo, the more I'm blown away by him. And and he's been well supported in the market today, which means it's difficult to get involved because the, the price is, is disappearing. Um, conversely, Constitution Hill is is starting to drift out. He's gone out to 11 to 4 with some firms. Uh, and it seems as though people are waking up to John Bond. Um, John Bond was out to his biggest eleven to two. He's now being cut down to to nine to two by Kaluki today. So um, it's but as you said, you know traders are going to try and and get action and they're going to push horses out and things will change as the as the day goes on. Um, and as one of the things that we've learned in the last couple of years is that the late money can be the sensible money. Uh, it's not always right, but when the late money comes, that's where you need to. Sometimes you're you're better off just holding, waiting, and then seeing in the last five minutes how the market unfolds. You know, I I, I think that there's a few things that punters need now for the next few days. The f- the first one is is uh, the ability to write down all of your bets. Right, you have to have them written down in front of you, and you have to know where you stand all of the time. The second thing then that is absolutely key is you have to use the offers to your advantage. Yeah, you know because different firms are going to have different different offers, different each way terms, and I think that you know that is absolutely essential for us to be aware of. And then the final thing I think is to be watching where the markets are on Betfair because they're going to be an awful lot tighter and the trade is going to be a lot more informative than what the trading rooms with the firms are doing because they're looking for business. It's very competitive. You have 10 good firms, you know, at the minute, and then you've got a load of smaller firms that are snapping at their heels, if that makes sense. So these guys have a job to do to to get money in. And you'll watch a lot of changes on those the firm's markets, but just check back all the time with Betfair and just see how tight something is. And you're absolutely 100% correct. This will really start to crank up, you know, in the last hour before each race and the volumes will go through the roof. Okay, let's um, let's fly through the other races real quickly and, uh, yes. and, and give people our, our take. So we were over with Donald McCain. Uh, last week, and he can't see Edward Stone being beaten. Uh, that being said, we've been on the Riviera to tell Gravy Train for quite some time now. Twelve to one, you put her up at. 
and uh, nobody else yes. was talking about her. And then all of a sudden she plunges three days later into sixes and is now four to one second favorite. So we're in a good spot. Yes. So we'll, we'll hold our position there. And as we look at the market where, where it's going, generally speaking, 11 to 4 the field, that's telling us that it's it has the potential to be quite an open race as well. Even though, you know, you've had a lot of um, discussion around Edward Stone, Riviere d'Etat, Blue Lord and Haute uh, on Calore, I think that, you know, there is an opportunity here for something else to potentially sneak, in, sneak into, into a place. The one that kind of catching my eye is 40 to 1 with Ladbrokes at the moment, which is Warlord. Um, so that's a Colin Tizard horse, which, you know, has been extremely consistent this year on this type of ground. By a sire, I like Jukebox Jury. And because I've I've had a good bet at a big price on Riviere d'Etel, I don't feel that I have to get sucked into anything with the front three or four in the betting because I have my value. And if I choose to trade a little bit on that later on today, I will. But I just like Warlord in terms of how the race might actually pan out. Um, I had dinner with a gentleman on Friday night and who uh, had been speaking to Colin Tizard and they'd had a they'd had a very good chat about Warlord. And Mr. Tizard isn't putting him up as a definitive winner. Don't get me wrong here, because the you know the gap in the form is probably too big. But I think he could run an absolute cracker in a race that is going to be, you know, at a belting pace with a lot of tactics up front between who leads, who sits in behind, etc. And um, I'm very happy with Riviere d'Etel, but I just would give that to guys as well to to consider, you know. I think that's a really interesting shout, and it's worth remembering that Western Warhorse won this race for uh, David Pipe at 40s, that's right. 50s back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and they had the option of, of going here with uh, Elixir Denis or Elixir de Nuts. Uh, and yet it's Warlord who's uh, ended up here instead. So um, a lot of lot of firms are paying four places. I can easily see the case for him hitting the front. There's your point. Yeah. Like, there's your point. There's 33s everywhere, a little bit of 40s. But where the 40s is, it's they're paying three places. So be aware of that, guys. So you've got 33 to 1 for four, for four places. Um, if you've taken a position on Riviere d'Etel, we're fine. We're watching it. And we're just, again, going looking for for a little bit of alternative value. A fifth of the odds on four places, I think, is nice. Yeah. And um, now at 9 a.m., uh, Kaluki, our best odds guaranteed, and they're going four places, 33s about Warlord for now. Well, we'll, we'll see I think we'd have changes. to give everyone... All listeners, I think, you know, Kaluki are, are big fans to the show. And I think that that is a very, very fair price. Mm. Uh, so for people who haven't bet with them before, I would I'd, I'd get involved. I think that's that's um, a good bet. Yeah, uh, Kaluki sportsbook.co.uk. Uh, they'll verify you within minutes. They're also at Cheltenham. They have, um, they have pitches all over the place with the Tattersalls uh, ring, but they're in other areas as well. So watch out for them. And uh, they are more than more than happy to, to lay a bet. Um, they're really good to deal with. Uh, mention the Funnel Farm podcast. You might get yourself a bigger price. Uh, you were talking about races that may very well suit particular 
British trained horses, Irish trained horses. The Ultima is definitely a, a race that suits British trained horses for whatever reason. Ireland has struggled in this race in recent years. Uh, Jericho Rock has been a long time fancy of mine, along with Fantasticus. Um, how do you see the race going? Now, this is one, you know, um, as I say, I, I won't be having a best per se in. Um, in uh, the Supreme, you know, I, I, I will have a, a little involvement there as each way. I won't be having a bet in this, you know. I think that it's very important that we don't let the endorphins, you know, get us too buzzy and we start punting away for the afternoon because that's not going to work out. But you've got four or five British horses here at, at good each way prices that I think um, definitely have a big chance. The record speaks for itself. Irish, the Irish don't do well in this race. So um, even though uh, Gordon's horse there, ridden by Jordan uh, Gainford, is you know it's 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 quite busy. There's plenty of money for it. Um, I think you have to kind of look at the statistics. And yeah, there's probably four there from the English horses that if people are considering it, I, I think they, they will be right. The field is too big. It's a difficult, too difficult a one to call for me. So I won't be getting involved. Okay. Jericho Rock for me and Fantasticus uh, for two darts. But I, I would, I would actually, no, I am with Jericho Rock and Fantasticus to be completely honest about it, but I totally see where you're coming from. Uh, Champion Hurdle. I don't know about the vibes of a honeysuckle. I don't know what you, you make of this, but um, my reading of this is she's she's now out to 8 to 11, um, 4 to 5 mm-hmm. with some firms. Uh, I guess that was always going to happen to a certain extent because it is the champion hurdle and bookmakers are going to want to take a horse on. Uh, that being said, my approach to the race is without the favours. Um, is this one for you to sit back and watch or are you looking at a market like that? Well, I, I, I want her to win. Like I kind of badly want her to win if, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, there's it's it, price is tightening up depending on how the first you know few races go for for the different firms. Will they try to get her? Potentially, they will. You know that that um, I think it's very important as well for us to kind of see how Henry's horses are, are running. She's going to be a great kind of benchmark for that. Yeah. And, uh, my position clear on on him, you know, for for the last while. But I think that that we have to stick with Honeysuckle here, you know, in terms of the trade, in terms of the volumes, you know, she's taking about seventy percent of the trade at the minute. And even even though you know she's, but I think that's strategic. I think that's you know people looking to to see um, what's the best price that they can they can potentially lay her at, um, and it just looks like an absolute cracker. Um, as you go around, you know, talking to different people, a lot of different points of view, um, but really, you know, it's it's to be enjoyed um, for guys that want to put her into you know the, their their doubles and their trebles and stuff. That makes sense. I wouldn't put anybody off, but yeah. you know, have covering options. Um, Tia Hupu, you know, could run an, an absolutely huge race. Um, but I think for Rachel and for the mayor herself, I'd get some flipping kick out of it, you know. Um, and especially, you know, with the the size of the crowds today, it'll be hats in the air big time um, if she wins. And she deserves that because obviously she didn't get that last year, but it would be fantastic if she does. Uh, one note of caution, Epiton 
maybe this will be music to some people's ears, but she is drifting like an, uh, the proverbial. I'm watching it here. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, I, I can see it. Look, guys, when something like that happens, you, 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 you gotta, you gotta read it. Now, if, if people are on already, obviously there's nothing you can do. For people that are considering um, that bet, nah, I, I think un, unless it, there was a big swing the other way, no thanks. Yeah, unless you've got real faith in the horse, um, 18s and 20s for a horse who was 10 to 1 only two days ago is not a good sign. Uh, Mare's no. Hurdle? Disappointing race, type of race that worries me in terms of people going five days in the oh, uh, oh in god. the Cheltenham Festival. Oh my god! Um, oh, no. We're looking at it. What? No. It, no it, five it kinda, days. No, but you know this is the type of race I'd fear that you would end up with. Yeah. You know, um, it's a Saturday race or a Sunday race in 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 Leopardstown. You know, it's it doesn't really have. Any of of the you know the the glitter and gold of 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 years gone by, um, I was very taken with what Dennis was saying there, um, and there's strong support for Queensbrook, um, you know it definitely one of those races now that Gordon has particularly targeted, um, you've got you know uh, the the, the Bromhead um, mare there. Kenny Alexander's horse, tell me something, girl. Stormy Ireland echoes in rain. You know, there's there's a reasonable amount of trade, but there's just no depth in it for me. You know, um, I, you know, I, I I won't be I won't be playing at this point anyway. But I would, um, if somebody was leaning towards Queen's Brook, I'd be very happy with that decision. I think that that that's that's going to be a good bet. Queensbrook, Stormy Ireland, reverse forecast, Stormy Ireland to win, in my humble opinion. Yes, um, a, a very shrewd operator that I would speak with uh, regularly has had a good bet. And when I say a good bet, these lads would be strong four-figure punters, has had a good each-way bet on, on Stormy Ireland. Yeah, I think she's rock solid. Ever since she came back from that disastrous spell with, with uh, Paul Nichols, she's just a different horse. And um, the fact that Paul chose her over Burning Victory, who beat Queensbrook last time out, says it all as well. Um, we're both on the same horse in the Boodles. Yeah, I've had that bet now already, and I had a, and I had a proper each-way bet on, on Ebisari. Um, I don't think that the uh, British handicapper took any chances uh, giving him a rating of of one three one, but I do think that um, Gordon is the shrewdest man in the business. Ebisari came out um, one in Cork, um, beating adamantly chosen, and I think after that, then um, you know the job really is to educate the horse as best you can to get it ready to you know this is a 22 runner field i think today isn't it yeah and you know horses have to be prepared for that and you um i think that that's what gordon was doing in in the next two races i was speaking to the breeder of of banbridge last night um who was second sorry who from from the navin race um and they're mad about Banbridge. That goes on Friday, you know, and Ebisari is coming up on, in conversation a lot. So I'm kind of happy enough that uh, we're gone in there uh, having a good bet. But there's a lot, there's a lot to the 
race. I think Gaelic Warrior has been touted, even though you know it it hasn't jumped a hurdle in in Ireland. Is is a horse like Gaelic Warrior a bet for me? No, he isn't. Uh, why? I think that French hurdling and our hurdling is different. And they've obviously protected the handicap mark, which is very intelligent from the Mullins camp. But there's a huge difference, guys, between France and Ireland. And it can take horses a little bit of time to adjust to the type of hurdles that we have. Um, I know from being around the Elliott Yard that there's uh, a, a lot of good good feeling towards the tide turns. Um, HMS Seahorse has been catching a lot of people's eye, Paul Nolan is well able to get one to perform in Cheltenham and there's good, good money over the last 48 hours um, for HMS Seahorse. Mm. Uh, but Brazil and Champion Green as well, like it's it's that cracking little handicap, isn't it? Um, I can just, everything just keeps coming back to Ebisari for me. Um, and I'm just very happy that there's that there's good money kind of following the decision that we've made to back him, you know. I just think the profile's right, the rating on the flat is right, Agacan pedigree is right on the dam side, you know, and most importantly, the pilot is is the best in the business. So yeah, like I think that uh, big field again go back um check out the amount of places that are are being offered what's the best that you can see there Emmett in terms of six with Kaluki six you know like um you've six and five pretty much everywhere guys keep that in mind don't take you know don't take four no. places you you don't have to um have you have 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 a reasonable bet? I would think in this because there is value there at those prices. Yeah, and the amount of horses you mentioned, particularly like the Ty Turns, for example, who's now drifted to a backable yeah. price. Uh, Brazil, who was Frankie Tightlips was saying was staying in Ireland. Uh, HMSC horse who we like as well, uh, Ebisari. That is enough to just put you off Gaelic Warrior. Uh, he might be really good, but he's too short a price. Uh, last race, ah, we'll look, talk. Gaelic. It's just it's it's a joke. Sorry, Gaelic Warrior was was just a a, a, a media conversation point. You yeah. know, I think journalists were kind of curious as to to why he hadn't run, and people, you know, are are taking five to two. Can the horse win? Of course it can. It's trained by Willie Mullins. All I'm saying is it's not a bet for me. Exactly, I agree with you. And William Mullins has never won the race. Uh, Ron Wilder Fred, you just heard from Dennis O'Regan. He's talking him up big time. Uh, Vanulia is still the horse for me. Disappointing turnout, though, in the end for the... And should give us its, its proper name. Ukraine Appeal National Hunt Challenge Cup Amateurs uh, Novices Chase. Uh, but a really shocking turnout. Yeah, very disappointed. And again, it's kind of, you know, you're... you're, you're you're hoping that the powers that be, when they think about their five days, start to notice this type of stuff, yeah. right? Um, we're talking about a, a grade two um, here at Cheltenham, and we had, we had nine decks and one non-runner uh, after that. Look, let's get over the negativity. That's not our job. Um, you know, what we got to do now is have, have a look at the market, and the front three in the market are going to be very, very tight I think by the time the off, the the off comes, um, Dennis said that 
Run Wild Fred was the one of the, the eye catchers to him this morning. You can't ignore that. Uh, the Codfather is is taking the ride there. I can't ignore that. You know, Vanillier is the the next one that that seems to have have um, with Derek O'Connor on board. Cromwell, you know, there's been a, a decent amount of money for that. Hours, like a decent amount of money. And then you're in a situation with Statler, which you know the, the Willie the King is 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 driving the bus there. Like this is is going to be a very hard race to call because the field is so tight. I can't get involved. I just can't. And you know, like we've 28 races over the over the four days, and I don't want to be sounding kind of negative to people, but you've got to pick and choose your battles here, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yes, Run Wild Fred. Um, has an absolutely great chance, and um, I think it's it's for a small field where we're go- we're going to have a we're going to have a good uh, a good go at it over three miles six, but yeah, look, um, I I I can't play. Vanillier for me uh, for the soon to retire Derek O'Connor wouldn't wouldn't put you off, you know, wouldn't put you off at all, um, and I think that that. Uh, you know, a nice little bet there. Um, and yeah, fair enough. And the money is telling us as well that um, the, the Cromwell camp are happy. The volumes on, on the that have been traded on the horse are good. Yeah. Uh, who's your overall horse of the day? Well, you know, my two big positions are, um, are, are Riviere de Etel and Ebisari. Um, and then the, the the sneaky ones in terms of just trying to to uh, get 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 a big price and and a bit of each way value in relation to um, bring on the bring on the night and then uh, warlord. Um, I'm loving this warlord shout. I think it's a really really interesting shout. Um, Ebisari. It has to be Ebisari for me. Um, I, I should say Stormy Ireland really, but um, I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting swept up in the wave, but this is what you keep talking about. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Let's not have the endorphins take over. Let's just be be calm and enjoy the day. Uh, and that's exactly what we should do. Uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Enjoy the day. It's going to be absolutely blockbuster stuff. Yes, there's small fields. Yes, it's a bit disappointing that certain horses didn't turn up. It's still going to be a blockbuster, and to have the roar of the crowd as well is going to be something else. Darren McGrath, all about Sunday. Um, just briefly... We're going to have uh, an open day at Donald McCain's yard to celebrate two All About Sunday horses heading there, including the most expensive All About Sunday horse ever purchased, Invincible Power. Uh, working date, April 16th? Yeah, still on course. That's the plan at the minute. Very tricky now around these 10 days um, um, with Cheltenham around and then going into Aintree um, for for us to, to bottom out all of the logistics. But sure, you and I will be chatting all of the time. You know, uh, the horse is doing particularly well. Um, invincible power, I mean nicely and Donald McCain so I'm very very happy about that and we drop in little sound bites for people during the week but yeah as I was saying fantastic stuff looking forward to seeing him again um, Darren we'll chat to you again in the morning thanks Emmett take care cheers best of luck everyone and enjoy Cheltenham day one my friend uh, some great analysis from Darren McGrath hope you've enjoyed the first morning line on the final forum podcast for Cheltenham day one uh, you can follow us on 
whatever podcast platform it is that you're using. Uh, like, share on uh, social media as well. Best of luck today. We'll chat to you again in the morning uh, for Cheltenham. Day two, best of luck for day one. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner, All About Sunday. The latest trainer to join our ranks is Donald McCain. To celebrate, we'll be having a Sunday and Final Furlong Podcast Owner's Morning on Saturday, April 16th at Bankhouse Stables to see Raffles Capital and the €150,000 purchase, Invincible Power, the most expensive horse Sunday have ever To join us, download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com. The ultimate racehorse ownership experience. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Get your sign-up bonus for new accounts with a match bet of up to £25. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kalugi also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK, including additional ones at Cheltenham. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk.